You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Today, the act of doing good. The act of doing good on Words of Encouragement. Uh, I want to talk about the act of doing good. The act of doing good. I have found and discovered that sometimes the Word of God, the teachings of the Word of God, go against what the world does and what the world teaches. And I think, well, my goodness, look at what is happening. There, when you and I realize that the teachings of the Word of God are not what the world is teaching, we are thrown in what uh, Henry Blackaby calls a crisis of belief. We're looking at what the world's telling us, we're listening to what God is telling us, and we have a decision to make. You and I have to make a decision. Whose teachings are we going to follow? That of the world or that of God's Word? I'm thankful that being good to others has not gone out of style. Do you realize when you're good to someone, they like it? Have you ever noticed that? that They accept that. That is something that is accepted from others, uh, you know, when you give that to them. When you are good to someone, they accept it. Thankfully, that teaching in our world has not changed. It has, we have not been told, oh, don't, don't do good to anybody. That's not right. Thankfully, that's still there. Even though that may be true, though, I think I have a, I have a feeling we will begin to see more and more that this world is teaching that will be opposed by the Word of God. As we do, we must also remember that even if we do not agree with what the world is teaching, because we're looking at God's Word and it says we're not to do that, even though we see things that should not be done, actions that should not be taken, people being treated in ways they should not be treated, we must remember always that every person on this earth has worth and value. Every person should be treated as a person of value and worth. And here's the kicker. Even if we do not agree with them. Come on, preacher, can't we just love on the ones that are like us and get on with life? Why can't we do that? Why must we stop and have to use our minds and have to make a decision to reach out to those who are not like us? Why? Because, let me just put it plainly, God did. How many of us are like God? How many of us have the power of God? How many of us can create a world, throw stars into space? God looked at us. He said, you're not like me, but I made you and I love you. And I'm going to provide salvation for every single one of these people on this earth if they will simply trust and believe. But it's there. It's there. I'm handing it. I'm, I'm like offering it to everyone. There's, no, there's nothing stopping that. God offers salvation to all of us. 
Let me ask you a question. Did your mother teach you to be nice to others? Did your mother teach you? I, you, you know how my mom taught me. You know, you know. Here it comes. Yeah, we don't do that. As soon as I misbehave, oh, we don't, we don't do that. You know. Or she'd see something else out in the public, you know, something happening. Oh, we don't do that. And that's all she did. She just said, we don't do that. And I thought, oh, okay, we don't do that. I mean, there was some kind of sense of, well, okay, that's not who we are. You know, and I, I just I went along with that. And I'm thankful that I did because things turned out pretty good, <laughs> pretty well in my life. Your mother was right to teach you to be nice to others. I hope you listened to her. I hope you did. I hope that, uh, that maybe at some point in your life some of that sunk in to your mind and into your heart. Today we're going to look at a universal command for all Christians. If you're able and you're willing, I'm going to ask that you stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God from Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Bible Bible says, So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people and especially to those who are of the household of the faith. May the reading of God's Word be written on our hearts today. I invite you to be seated. You know, when I I pray, when I'm reading the Bible, and I pray and I ask God, what is it that you want me to share? What do you want me to preach? Um... In the early days of uh, when I was serving at the first church I served, it was, it was a toss-up every week. I mean, I was like, oh, God, you know, give me something. Give me something. And he would wait. And I was like, <laughs> and it would get closer to the end of the week. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what is going on? Wow. And I learned early on, you know, if you, just, if you would just take the Word of God Read, and as you read, you pray and ask, God, what do you want to say to me today? What do you want to say to me today? He will speak through His Word. And so as I've read and read, and as I read, God says, look, here it is. This is it. This is it. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I got it, I got it. Uh, And I started looking at this verse, I started looking at this passage, uh, and I started looking at that one verse, and I realized, my goodness, there's a lot in that verse. And so uh, my first question to you today is, when do we do good? When do we do good? That's a, that sounds like an odd question. You can answer that question. It should be all the time. Yeah, well, sometimes we find ourselves in a spot where we don't feel like we want to do good. So when do we do good? Now, Paul has been sharing with the Galatian Christians here some very important instructions for life. He has covered what to do when a brother is caught up in sin. You're to go to him. Those who are spiritual are to go to him and help him out of that. Uh, And these instructions are all outward-looking instructions, if I could put it that way. They deal with our relationship to others. And so Paul is talking about all of this with these Christians in Galatia. We're to care about others when they fall into sin. We're not to watch and gossip about them. We are to help them. He talks about bearing one another's burdens as, as well as reaping what one sows and how we are not to sow to our own flesh but to the Spirit. Look at the first part of verse 10. So then while we have opportunity... My verse says, uh, I, I think my 
Yeah, mine says, well, mine says, while we have opportunity. Uh, a better translation of that is, as you have, as you have the opportunity. Uh, and that may be in your translation. You're, the one you're reading this morning may say, as you have the opportunity. Uh, but as they had the opportunity, they were to do good. Well, what is good? We've got to define some terms. When you look in the Bible and you say, well, what is good? What you, we're supposed to do good. What does that mean? Good includes that which is morally good and that which is beneficial and kind. That's what this word in the original language means. Here in, in that Greek, it's, that's what it means. The morally good and that which is beneficial and kind. So it's doing the right thing. And it's doing it in a nice and kind manner as well. I understand this command is given with the intention that we do not just do good when it's convenient. That's the easiest thing. Well, it's, oh, 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 somebody, you're, you're walking by someone. They knock over something in the store. Oh, here, let me get that for you. There's no problem. We, we, we automatically do that. Unless you're like one of those that walks by on the other side and, you know, walks around it and go, whoops. <laughs> Glad that wasn't me. Uh, but some, some people do that. But when it happens like that, most of us will say, oh, let me get that. And we will help someone. And that's convenient. Other times you're, walk, you're going down the highway. Now, used to, this was true. You could stop and help someone. I have, I have stopped doing that. I feel bad about it. But, I, but the last few times I've tried to stop and help someone, they, they got all nervous. And, and, and I, I didn't even get close to them. And I said, you okay? I'm fine. I said, good, good. <laughs> I scared someone? Me? Look at me. Really? I was a threat to someone? I thought, boy, but... but uh, I said, okay. I said, you got somebody coming? They said, yeah. I said, okay. All right, good. Just want to make sure. But boy, times are different. Uh, but those, those, what I'm trying to say is there are some of those, of those moments of trying to do good to someone that's going to have to cost you a little time, cost you a little effort to help someone. You may have to go across the parking lot where someone is trying to get in their car. They can't remember their code. Something happens. You know, you may have to inconvenience yourself to do good. But when the opportunity is there to do good, that's when you do it, when it's there. When the opportunity is there, you carry through. We're not to do good when it may help us look good or make us famous or when it will benefit us. I, I think of Eddie Haskell from Leave It to Beaver. Let me carry those groceries for you, Mrs. Cleaver. Thank you, Eddie. You know, she always, she knows. She knows. Eddie's just scoring points. He's just trying to make himself look good. Does he, want it, does he want to do good to help her? I don't think I really feel that. I'm not feeling that when he, when he asks. His motive is for her to like him, not to really help her. Uh, he's not doing good for the sake of doing good uh, or to really help someone. He's doing it for himself. His motive is wrong. Paul tells these Christians that believers are to do good as the opportunity arises. If there is an opportunity for you and me to do good, then we need to rise up to the occasion and do good. We need to do it. We need to do it. We as Christians, we as the children of God need to be the ones who stand up and say, Hey, 
I'm going to do this. I'm going I'm to take care of this. I'm going to help this person. Because that's who we are. We are the hands and the feet of God. And, and He uses us to reach out to those around us and to help to do good to them. And so the opportunity to do good, says Cotton Mather, opposes, imposes the obligation to do it. Let me say that again. The opportunity to do good imposes the obligation to do it. In other words, if the opportunity is there, you do it. You do it. There's just no question. You just do it. You don't say, well, Nina, now, boy, I tell you what. Now, look, I, okay, I don't know if I have time to do that. I, I, I. No, no. If the opportunity arises, there's obligation. As a Christian, we see it. We then do it. We help. We do not need to weigh the opportunity to do good against our time or our own desires or how, how it may look to someone else. No. If the opportunity to do good arises, then we take it and we make good use of it. This doing good is something that separates us from others in this world. How many of you have been a part of Operation Christmas Child in some way? Uh, making the boxes, collecting the things to put in the boxes. If you've done that, look, you, 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 will, you may never see the child that gets your box that you pack. You may never have the opportunity to see that child who opens that box and you say, Hey, that's my box. That, you may never know who receives that box, but you did good to them. The opportunity arose and you did something. That's what we do as children of God. We're to do good at each as each opportunity arises. Well, to whom do we do good? The second part of that verse says, let us do good to, oh, wow. It really does say A-L-L, doesn't it? <laughs> wow. Let us do good to all people. All people. We're not to restrict our good acts in any way. We're not to restrict our good that we do to people and to a certain group of people. We're not to do that. We're to do good to all people. They may have been like us. They may have reserved. Some, some people, are, these, these Christians Paul is writing to, they may, they may have been like us. They, uh, they may try to do good to all people. They may be like us in the way sometimes that we reserve good acts for those whom we know. Oh, yeah, I know him. I, I'm going to help him. Hmm, Okay. What about those you don't know? Those who maybe were like them, they did good to them. Or those who lived in the same country as they do. Oh, well, we'll do that. We'll, you know, Americans, that's good. Okay, we'll, we'll help America. Oh, there's more. Guess what? Wake up, folks. <laughs> there are more people in this world than just Americans. There are people who live in other countries. There are other countries. <laughs> there are other countries. Wow. And, the, and there are people that live in those countries. I mean, it, it's, a, it's incredible. There are people in need around the world. And people who need to have good done to them. There they are. There they are. That's, they're there. They're all people. That's, that's who it is. That seems reasonable until you figure in the Jesus factor. When you add Jesus to your life, it's as if you're looking at the world through a new pair of eyes. When you restrict your good, the good that you do, to just those you know, those you like, those who are like you, those who are in your same country. When you restrict the good you do to just those certain groups, 
That doesn't work out too, too well when you then need to add Jesus into the equation. Because when you add Jesus into the equation, you start seeing people differently. You start seeing the world differently. It's called a Christian worldview. And you begin to see things the way God wants you to see them. You see people the way He sees them. When this happens, you realize that all people matter. And no one should be skipped when it comes to doing good to others. No one. No one. Not even little preachers. Not even little preachers. If, if you, look, if you see a preacher on the side of the road, he needs help, help him. Don't, don't say, oh, well, he's a preacher. You know, God's got him. It's okay. <laughs> you may be the hands and feet that God wants to use, and you just drive on by waving, hey. Preacher. Now, this didn't happen to me lately. I, recently, I'm just, I'm not, it's not about me. I'm just saying. We can't restrict the good that we do. Uh, and it, it sounds good. It makes sense. But there's always a danger of us excluding others. Human nature in us still draws us into familiar patterns to which we become very accustomed. We have to constantly allow God to remind us that the doing of good is for all people. The doing of good is for all people. And we must remind ourselves of that. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't like to be constantly reminded of, uh, of what is wrong in this world. I know I have eyes. You know, and I don't need to be constantly reminded, look, this is wrong, this is bad, this is good, this is not. Well, well, I have eyes I can see. And I also have a God who's bigger than all of it. And I'm going to choose to put my trust and my faith in a God who can take care of it. I can sit and whine like uh, with the best of them. I'm telling you, I can do that. I can sit and whine and complain. But nothing ever gets done. <laughs> and that's annoying. I mean, just wasting breath over stuff. I mean, and when you find yourself in a group of others who believe like you, well, you just blah, blah, blah. Ah, I, just, I, I never feel like anything gets done that way. But we have to constantly remind ourselves that we have a God who wants us to do good to all people any restrictions that exist are those that we ourselves put on a person. Any restrictions as far as giving good, doing good to someone else, any restrictions are the ones that we put on it. Oh, well, you know, they just, well, they don't believe like we do. We don't need any help. They're people. They're people. We fall victim many times to racism, sexism, tribalism, classism, and even ageism. We, we, we become victims of all of that. And we just, oh, well, you know, there are certain people that just, oh, no, 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 no. Well, there's some people, well, it doesn't matter. When it comes to doing good, we're going to do good to them no matter what. Because it's what God wants us to do. Every opportunity we have, we're just to do good. Oh, but preacher, golly, why do you want to, why, why do you preach this? Why, why, I don't, let me just, let me just live my life. Don't, 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 don't throw this stuff out there. Well, I, I'm not doing it. Paul did it a long time ago. It's right there. I mean, you, I mean, I don't care how many times you scratch that verse out. It, it, it's still there. It's still there. John Wesley said this, and I think he said it very well. I, you may have heard this before. I love it. Do all the good you can in all the ways you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. You, you tell the Methodist, I, I pulled up John Wesley today, and they'll be happy. Uh, but man, that is, that's good. That's good. Truly, some mother somewhere learned this and taught her children because there are people who are still good, doing good in this world. 
There are some who take it seriously, who understand this verse, and who are doing good. And I wish I could remember the story I just heard last week. Someone did something very good for someone else, and it was, it, it was a stranger. You know, there was no stranger danger. It was a stranger and this person, and they helped them. And I thought, look at that. And they, and they said these words, there are still some good people out there. I said, praise God there are. Praise God there are still some good people. But this, these, you as a mother, you as a parent, when you teach your children to do good, when you teach your children to just look and see people and do good, they're going to catch it. And they're going to teach it to their children. And it's going to pass down generation to generation. Notice, I have never said, uh, you know, I, we have it on our bulletin, it, you matter to God and to us. You notice I never said, that just white people matter to God. I have never said that just Baptists matter to God. I simply say people matter to God. Because that's the truth. That's the truth. That statement says it all to me. Because they do matter, they are to be treated well. I know sometimes you feel, and I do too, as if maybe some people just don't deserve it because of their actions, the way they've treated others. Well, they just don't deserve. Well, you know what? We did not deserve salvation. We did not deserve the offer of salvation to be offered to us. We, 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 we don't deserve to have our sins forgiven. But God said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I love these people. I know they're sinful. I know they're rotten. I know they do and say things they shouldn't do. But I love them. And they matter to me. And so we too... Look to our Heavenly Father and say, Daddy, I want to be just like you. Father, I want to be just like you, God. Teach me. Help me. Help me, Father. The command comes without restrictions. Do good to all people. So that's it. We are to do good to all people. The last thing. Can we skip? This is a funny question. Odd question. Can we, can we skip family with the doing of good? Can we skip the family? I mean, how many of you? Well, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. <laughs> but I'm going to, and I don't, I don't like to assume, but let's see. Somebody this week said everybody's got some crazies in their family. That's what somebody said this week to me. I said, mm, well, I guess that's about true. <laughs> crazies, I guess that's the way you want to put it. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's it. But, but sometimes we think, well, we can, you know, their family and it's, 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 it's odd how we categorize people in our lives. And, and I, don't think, I don't think we all do this. I, I, I mean, I pray we don't. But we, sometimes with other people, we do live in the South, okay? Sometimes with other people, well, we'll put on a smiley face and be kind and nice and, uh, and smile and nod and, uh, and, and, and try to be civil at least with people. Uh, but then when it comes to family, oh, my. We let them have it. I mean, I can't believe you. You knew you were supposed to bring the potato salad. We talked about this last week. Why didn't you bring it? You, you had all week to get those potatoes grown. And, no, <laughs> but you had all week to get that together. You forgot. I can't believe. It's amazing how sometimes we won't do good to our own family. Look at the last part of that verse. It says very clearly, and especially, so then when we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. 
especially to those who are the household of faith. The, the believer has a deep family link to his brothers and his sisters in Christ. Oh, man. There is nothing like, just, let's see. If you've ever traveled to another country, uh, I almost want to say uh, if you've ever traveled to another state, and you've run across another Christian, you found out they were a believer. To me, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Family, here we go. You know, here's another family member. Here, here is a member of my family. I didn't know them before today, but here they are. Look at this. Amazing. I seem to remember someone who was going to their daughter's one year, and they stopped at a place to eat, and they ran into some Christians and ladies. And uh, it was, it's just comforting. It's just comforting to know that, look, hey, we've got brothers and sisters everywhere. And there's such a joy that, 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 that we have that link. And, and that link is just, it's, it's hard to describe. But when you, when you run across another believer, there's just a, ah, oh man, wow. There's an excitement, an excitement. I know I've shared this before, uh, but our Brazilian brothers and sisters, uh, are, are, let me say, our family members that live in Brazil are some of the most welcoming of other believers. Truly, they see each other as family. They take care of each other as, as if they were related by blood. I mean, there is such a welcoming in. I've, I've told Suzanne many times, I said, look, if you, took, if you took the Brazilian people, brought them over here and dropped them in Louisiana, you'd look at them and say, well, they don't look exactly like we do, but then when you watch them, and observe them, you'd think, well, my goodness, they belong here. They're just like us. Open, welcoming, smiling, kind. I mean, it's like, wow, these Christian people, these are our brothers and sisters in Brazil. And if they were to come here, it just, it just, it just fit right in. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. John Brown, in his commentary on this verse, he wrote this, For a Christian to be unkind to a Christian is not only wrong, it's monstrous for Christians not to get along oh they will know that they are Christians by the way they argue no they will know they are Christians by the way they stand up and protest at uh, certain issues in this world no no they will know you are Christians by your love Behold, see how they love one another. Wow. It sticks out. It's noticeable. Believe me, people notice when it's not there. So you, they notice when it's there too. It's very important. If Christians do not take care of their own, listen to this, who will? Who will? The Christian in the household of faith is a receiver that he might become a transmitter. As we abound in love for one another, we overflow in love for all man. All mankind. Everybody. Everybody. The love that God's placed in our hearts flows in. It flows from God into our hearts. The Holy Spirit poured it, it was poured in through the Holy Spirit. I mean, the Bible tells us that God poured His love into our hearts. And then it goes out and reaches to everybody that we come in contact with. Everywhere we go, the love of God goes. 
Every opportunity we have, we say, oh, well, I've got an opportunity to do good. I'm going to do it. Here it is. Heads up this week. Heads up this week. As you go through this week, listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to God as He speaks to you. And you might just find an opportunity to do some good. Be in tune. Listen and watch and go and be the children of God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. Lord, I thank you for just the fact that you want to use us. My goodness, you could have accomplished what you want to happen in multiple different ways. You could have waved your hand and and just made us all your children. But Father, you placed your love in our hearts so that we might have a burden for those who are lost those who do not know you, those who need to know you. And Father, you chose to use us to spread the good and godly and life-changing message of the gospel. So Father, may we open up our mouths, may we open up our eyes and our ears, and may we be aware of those around us. And Father, just through an act of doing good, that just might open up an opportunity. Another opportunity for us to say something about you. Lord, I do thank you. I do thank you for every mother here. Father, the the stress that they went through and were able to bear. And my goodness, I've often thought. I've often been so impressed. and, And I've often thought that there are so many things that I just cannot do. But a mom can. I thank you, Father. I thank you for knowing what you were doing and giving each one of us a mother. Lord, as we move into this time of response, Father, I pray that if there's someone that just needs to give their heart to you, Lord, I pray that they will. Lord, that they will not put it off, that they will understand that they need to confess their sins to you, ask you to come into their heart, to be in charge of their life, Father, repent, turn away from their sins, and allow you to be in charge. God, I pray if someone needs to make that decision, they will do that today. If not, Father, may they be compelled to think about it the rest of today, tomorrow, through this week. Lord, Father, reach out to them. Help them to know about your love. Help us to be a part of that. If we, if we, if we are able to be a part of that, God, use us. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Words of Encouragement. We're glad that you are along for this journey, this podcast journey that we're making. Uh, If you'd like to know more information about First Baptist Church of Winsboro, well, you can go to fbcwinsboro.com. That's fbcwinsboro.com. There, you'll find most of the answers to your questions, and if not, you can email us through that website. Also, there's something for children. It's story time. It's a wonderful time uh, where your child can sit and watch and see the pictures of a book as it's read by one of our members. Uh, So just an exciting little offer there, Uh, all of it free, but we want to share that with your children and so that you know you have a safe 
little channel there on YouTube for your children to listen and watch. Uh, nothing bad, nothing wrong, all of it on the up and up. Uh, so you can be, you can rest assured in knowing that they will hear and see something good, something edifying, something that teaches them about who God is. Uh, so there's that. Uh, it's story time right there. You'll find the link on the website. Thank you for listening today. Uh, if you are going through a difficult time, please, you can also contact us through the website. We'd love to pray for you. We believe in the power of prayer. We believe in lifting up those who need to, uh, to have the comfort of God, the healing of God. Uh, we believe in talking to the Lord about everything and about anything. So if you have a prayer request, please feel free to share that uh, through our website. Again, thank you for listening to Words of Encouragement. I'm Pastor Craig Beeman. Remember, you matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana.